Hello and welcome to Encouraging Others in Loving Jesus. I'm your host, Kim Smith. We're on episode 141, Hidden in the Shelter of God's Presence. What do you think about when you think of the idea of hidden? Do you think of hidden treasure where you go hunting for it and you're just looking forward to seeing what is in the shadows? Do you think of hide-and-go-seek? As I was preparing for this particular lesson, I was thinking about a particular day in my childhood. I didn't have children who grew up around me. Up until the age of six, the only kids that were in my neighborhood were ones that were visiting relatives in the neighborhood. And on this one particular night, there was the nephew of one of my neighbors, and he was there for me to play with. I was so excited. And we played hide-and-go-seek. And I remember going around my neighbor's house, and you would have to see how small these plots of land were to understand why playing hide-and-go-seek and really thinking you could hide from somebody, well, it it really wasn't very plausible. But this one time, I just kept going around and around, and it was dusky dark, so that didn't help matters, but I just kept going around and around, and I couldn't find him. And it was like, how in the world, where in the world could he possibly be? Well, he had managed to climb up some sort of pole and was on the roof. I mean, we weren't teenagers. We're talking kids here, but that's what he had done. He was well hidden from me because I was not looking up. Never in my wildest dreams did I even think to look up. But of course, every time we played after that, I knew knew to look up. When it comes to hiding, we've probably all been there. We think about it in the fact that we've been talking about David and King Saul and the fact that David was being stalked by King Saul for many, many, many years. So he spends the majority of his time in hiding. But today we are going to go over just a few verses. We're going to continue. Last week we talked about 1 Samuel 23, and we talked about verses 1 through 8. And normally I don't read the verses from before, but I want to set this in context to kind of get us back up to speed. So David has been running away. David has done nothing wrong. He was doing exactly what he needed to do, and and that's very important to be reminded of. Sometimes when we're doing what we know God wants us to, we have this false sense of security that everything is supposed to go really good. Like we're supposed to be prosperous from a human standpoint. We're supposed to be totally safe. Well, that's just not life. I mean, think about it. Jesus Christ did everything his father wanted him to do. And he was in no way the most prosperous human being on earth, nor was he the safest. He was continuously facing ridicule, facing danger. And David has been on the run. David has done the right thing, but Saul is relentless. Saul is literally stalking him. 
And so in the first eight verses of 1 Samuel 23, we went over these last week and we talked about the dangers of deception. We talked about the fact that the passage that we were discussing was talking about the dangers of self-deception. But we also have to be concerned about the deception that comes from others, as well as the deception that comes straight from the pits of hell. But in this case, it was Saul. Saul had in his mind that he was right and David was wrong, and he could not see any difference. And he he wasn't open to seeing truth. So let me read through verses 1 through 8, and then we'll jump into 9 through 14, and then we're going to read some other passages that are going to fit in with our whole idea of hidden in the shelter of God's presence. So starting with verse 1, this is from the NLT. One day news came to David that the Philistines were at Keilah stealing grain from the threshing floors. David asked the Lord, should I go and attack them? Yes, go and save Keilah, the Lord told him. But David's men said, we're afraid even here in Judah. We've cer- we're certainly don't want to go to Keilah to fight the whole Philistine army. So not only do they have Saul that's out to get them, but if they go into this territory and they're now facing the Philistine army as well as the Israelite army led by King Saul, they're like, this is not going to work. But David it was in such close communication with God at this point that he felt very confident in what God was telling him to do. Verse 5, so David and his men went to Keilah. They slaughtered the Philistines and took all their livestock and rescued the people of Keilah. Now when Abiathar, son of Ahimelech, fled to David at Keilah, he brought the ephod with him. And we mentioned that briefly, and it is going to come into play, um, come into play more today. So now, so verse 7, Saul soon learned that David was at Keilah. Good, he exclaimed. We, we've got him now. God has handed him over to me, for he has trapped himself in a walled town. So Saul mobilized his entire army to march to Keilah and besiege David and his men. Verse 7 is just priceless, and that's what we based last week's podcast on. Saul soon learned that David was at Keilah. Good, he exclaimed. We've got him now. God has handed him over to me, for he trapped himself in a walled town. That was not what had happened. David was following exactly what the Lord wanted, and Saul was convinced that the Lord was on his side, which was absolutely not true. And the thing is, we can all fall into that trap of self-deception and make some really life-changing, life-altering, or just life-damaging decisions. And if you want to know more about that, go back and listen to last week. So 9 through 14, here we go. But David learned of Saul's plan and told Abiathar the priest to bring the ephod and ask the Lord what he should do. Then David prayed, O Lord God of Israel, I have heard that Saul is planning to come and destroy Keilah because I am here. Will the leaders of Keilah betray me to him? And will Saul actually come as I have heard? O Lord God of Israel, please tell me. And the Lord said, He will come. Again, David asked, Will the leaders of Keilah betray me and my men to Saul? And the Lord replied, Yes, they will betray you. And we're going to stop right there because our our focal verses uh, are coming up. And so when we ask God for guidance, 
Are we always going to get a positive response? No, we're going to get a wise response. The fact that David stayed in such close communication with God, whether it was speaking to God directly or speaking speaking to the priest using the ephod, which was part of that religious culture of that day. Either way, he is asking the Lord for guidance and the Lord is telling him, but what the Lord's telling him is not good news, but it's good directional news because it gives David the parameters of what he should and shouldn't do. Verses 13 and then 14 being our focal version. So David and his men, about 600 of them now. So when we were first beginning to talk about David, we talked about David's motley crew and the fact that he had been followed by pretty much the misfits, about 400 men who didn't fit in at that time. They were in trouble or they just didn't want to be a part of. They came and followed David. And we talked about who's your tribe? Who is it that is following you? But now David's 400 men have grown to 600. So here they go. They left Keilah and began roaming the countryside. Word soon reached Saul that David had escaped, so he didn't go to Keilah after all. Verse 14, David now stayed in the strongholds of the wilderness and in the hill country of Ziph. Saul hunted him day after day, but God didn't let Saul find him. That is our focus for today. So David was seeking the Lord's wisdom and God was being very specific with his instructions to David. David ran into the strongholds of the wilderness. Is that what kept Saul from finding him? No. What kept Saul from finding David was the fact that God didn't let Saul find David. In other words, God hid David from Saul. Just like Saul was hidden from the truth in the first set of verses, now David is hidden from Saul by God's mighty hand. Really thought a lot this week I have been, what I'm beginning to call marinating, on the idea of God being our hiding place. When I was beginning my college career, contemporary Christian music was just beginning to take off. Um, when I was in high school, Amy Grant was changing the world. I mean, that's just a fact of life. That was the first Christian artist that I ever heard that I wanted to listen to. I was just amazed. I'm like, oh my goodness, this is Christian music. When I got to college, there was a new artist and he was from my home state of Kentucky. His name is Stephen Curtis Chapman. If you know anything about the contemporary Christian world, uh, you've heard of Stephen Curtis Chapman. I can't remember how many Dove Awards he's won. Like he's just been around. And today, the day that I am recording this podcast is his birthday. So happy birthday to Kentucky boy, Stephen Curtis Chapman. But there was a song on one of his first, I guess it was CDs at the time, but I think I had the cassette tape. Yeah, it was back in that time. It was in about the mid 80s. And there was a song called Hiding Place. And it was my favorite on that recording. 
And I'm going to read to you just some of the words, and I want you to kind of, kind of think about the idea of God being your hiding place. Now, sometimes God is a physical hiding place, as he was for David from King Saul. But God does not promise us that he will always keep us physically safe. But God will always be our hiding place. So some of the lyrics, it says, In the distance I can see the storm clouds coming my way, and I need to find a shelter before it starts to rain. So I turn and run to you, Lord. You're the only place to go where unfailing love surrounds me when I need it most. You're my hiding place, safe in your embrace. I'm protected from the storm that rages. When the waters rise and I run to hide, Lord, in you, I find my hiding place. And you can look in the show notes. I have put a link to a later recording, kind of a re-recording of the song Hiding Place by Stephen Curtis Chapman. You know, my young friend, when we were playing Hide and Go Seek, he found a very safe hiding place when it came to winning the game. But that hiding place was not a safe place. So many times we run for cover. We run to hide. We run because our emotions are out of control. And we feel like we have hidden ourselves in a safe place when sadly... We have hidden ourselves in a more dangerous place than from where we have left. You know, you think about it of so many teenage runaways. There are so many young ladies in particular, but also young men who run from family situations that they feel are bad. And some of them are really, really bad. No doubt about it. But a good portion of them, they're running because they do not have control of their own life. And that just doesn't set with them. So they feel like they are running away from a bad place. But what sadly happens is they hit the streets and within the first day or two, they are picked up. They are either physically grabbed or they are enticed, talking about deception, enticed into a world that is much more dangerous, and that is the world of human trafficking. They went from one direction and think that they are riding, riding, running into a hiding place, a better place, when instead they are running into danger more than they can even imagine. When it comes to God... You never have to wonder if he is a safe place. Is he always going to calm the winds of the storm? No. Nor does his word say that he will. But will he always calm his child? Yes. Because peace, he is the author of peace. As we looked at those scriptures and we saw that Saul hunted him day and day, day after day, but God didn't let Saul find him. I wanted us to look at some other verses in scripture that refer either to God as a hiding place, a refuge, or remind us of just, just how vast the Lord is. 
So when you and I think, we think in terms of human terms. That's, that's all we've got. It's our human perspective. And we think of a place, we think of a location that we have to go to. I am in my extra bedroom at the moment. And it is four walls, a couple of windows, a pull-down staircase, and a closet. There is only one place even reasonable to hide in here, and it would be if I hid in the closet, well, I guess two, or if I slid into the upstairs. But I would have to go somewhere. I would have to physically go. The thing is, we can hide in God and his presence without moving a muscle. Because God's presence is everywhere. We just have to choose to find refuge there. A couple of verses in the book of Psalms. Psalm 32, 7. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. I'm going to read it again. For you are my hiding place. You protect me from trouble. You surround me with songs of victory. I read that over and over the other day. And there are so many times that I just need to rest in his presence. I would be hidden there. Hidden from any ill that would come around me. Because God's filter is perfect. And if God allows it, as I am resting in him, then it is for my ultimate good, but for his glory. Psalm 31, 19 through 20. How great is the goodness you have stored up for those who fear you. You lavish it on those who come for, to you for protection, blessing them before the watching world. You hide them in the shelter of your presence, safe from those who conspire against them. You shelter them in your presence, far from accusing tongues. You may be a person right now who is literally in hiding. You may have someone, just like David, who's out to get you. Either it may be from a physical danger, or maybe it is from someone who is slandering your name. I'm listening to a new set of novels, um, and right now, in the, I mean, the second one, and in both the first one and the second one, this the particular, um, the main character is dealing with not physical danger up until right before I turned off the book a few minutes ago, but it was somebody who was looking for every opportunity to harass them. You may be experiencing physical danger. You may be experiencing emotional danger. You may be experiencing harassment, harassment, whether it be somebody physically following you and taunting you and going up to people you know and telling them lies about you, or it may be cyber-stalking. Again, I have a link below to information about stalking. But in any of those places, there's no doubt in my mind that you want a place to hide. 
God is that place to hide. God is that shelter from all of the storms. Psalm 139 verses 7 through 12. If you haven't figured it out, I adore Psalm 139. And I also adore Psalm uh, 91, which we are going to talk about again today as well. But when it comes to Psalm 139, I'm going to read 7 through 12. And I want you to think about the comfort that these verses can bring to you if you will just choose to rest in the Lord. It says, I can never escape from your spirit. I can never get away from your presence. If I go up to heaven, you are there. If I go down to the grave, you are there. If I ride the wings of the morning, if I dwell by the farthest oceans, even there your hand will guide me and your strength will support me. I could ask the darkness to hide me and the light around me to become night. But even in darkness, I cannot hide from you. To you, the night shines as bright as day. Darkness and light are the same to you. There is no place that you can go that is outside of the shelter of the presence of the Lord of Lords, the King of Kings, the Almighty God. He is your hiding place. If you will just rest in that truth. Psalm 91. I've shared this before on my blog, which I hope to get back up and running fairly soon. But I'm going to share it with you kind of a minim minimal version. So Psalm 91, I don't remember the psalm. I'm sure that I had read it, but I don't remember it until I took a particular trip. And on this particular trip, I was in a place where I did not know anything. And I was there, and it ended up a dangerous neighborhood. So here, here I am, many hours away from home, and in a situation that was not only physically dangerous, but emotionally dangerous. There were seven different locks on the door of the hotel. There were bars on the windows, and there was a shooting just down the street right um, right at the time of arrival. And so we were in this situation and I'm sitting at a table. I'm sorry for the knock knock in the background. I can't stop that. Somebody is knocking. Um, they, they are they are reconstructing after Hurricane Ida. We understand that. Um, so I am seated at a table and everything is spinning around me. Not only is there physical danger, but there is serious emotional danger that is occurring. And I sat at the table and I read Psalm 91. I have no idea how many times I read over this psalm. But from that day forward, it became a go-to for me. It became a go-to for me, not only for verses to claim when it came to my own safety, 
But these are verses that I have prayed over so many over the years. And these are verses that I have placed on Pinterest graphics that have spread over, I think it was about 3,000 different people had shared it, had looked at it. Um, last I was able to look on my former blog. These are verses that can bring you great comfort, but they can also at the same time, as, long, as well as bringing you great comfort, they can bring you a platform, a set of scriptures to pray for those that you love. So Psalm 91, talking about being a hiding place. Verse 1, those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. We could just stop right there and we could just marinate ourselves in the truths that are contained just in verse 1. Those who live in the shelter of the Most High will find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I remember uh, playing with one of my cousins uh, when I was a kid. And I remember this game that we played where we were trying to step on the other one's shadow. Have you ever done that? I don't know if it was just we made that up, which is very possible, or if that's something other kids did. Who knows? But I think about that because you and I are stepping on the shadow of the Almighty because there is not one place on this earth that his shadow as well as his entire presence, is not. There is no place that you can go where you will not be in his shelter if you choose to rest in it. Verse 2, Then I declare about the Lord, He alone is my refuge, my place of safety. He is my God, and I trust Him. God is willing to be your hiding place. He is willing to wrap his presence around you but you've got to choose to number one acknowledge it and number two to rest there there are many people who are on the run they are looking for hiding places from whatever or whoever it may be but sadly they're running from god at the same time is that you do you need to stop and rest and say, God, I have worn myself out trying to run from my addictions, trying to run from my problems, trying to run from people, sometimes trying to run from myself because I just seem to keep just falling into the same hole. And I'm going to stop and I am going to run into your arms. And I am going to trust that I can live in the shelter of the Most High, and that I can find rest in the shadow of the Almighty. Verse 3, For He will rescue you from every trap and protect you from, every, from deadly disease. Does that mean that because you rest in the shadow of the Almighty, you will not get COVID-19? No, that is not what the verse means. Is it a good verse to pray, uh, to pray for yourself and for others? It is. But... God is not saying that he will protect you from every deadly disease. If he protected those who love him from every deadly disease, we would live eternity in this fallen apart earth. 
I don't know about you, but I have zero want to be uh, 10,000 years old in the same body. Not even, no, 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 no. One of my favorite verses in the entire Bible, verse 4, He will cover you with His feathers. He will shelter you with His wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Another one of those verses that we could just camp out. He will cover you with His feathers. Is there any place that His reach does not go? No. He will shelter you with His wings. His faithful promises are your armor and protection. Now, as a result of those truths, that God will protect you. Sometimes He will protect you physically, but all times He will protect you physically. He will protect you emotionally and spiritually if you will rest in Him. Then it says, Do not be afraid of the terrors of the night, nor the arrow that flies in the day. Do not dread the disease that stalks in darkness, nor the disaster that strikes at midday. Though a thousand fall at your side, though ten thousand are dying around you, these evils will not touch you. Just open your eyes and see how the wicked are punished. If you make the Lord your refuge, if you make the Most High your shelter, no evil will conquer you, no plague will come near your home. Verse 11, one that I have prayed so many times and I pray for all of us at this very moment, says he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. I pray that for you. I pray that he will order his angels to protect you wherever you go. They will hold you up with their hands so you won't even hurt your foot on a stone. You will trample upon lions and cobras and you will crush fierce lions and serpents under your feet. That just seemed theoretical to me until the people I love the most in the world were literally in a territory where they were surrounded by lions and cobras. Then the theoretical became practical and I prayed those verses. The Lord says, I will rescue those who love me. I will protect those who trust in my name. When they call on me, I will answer. I will be with them in trouble. I will rescue and honor them. I will reward them with a long life and give them my salvation. Are you ready to stop running? Stop trying to find a hiding place anywhere but in the grace of God. The weekly assignment feature is to describe a time when you received encouragement by resting in the shelter of God's presence. I shared one when it came to Psalm 91, but I can think of so many times. Sometimes it was physical. Sometimes it was the fact that I was sitting in a city where there was a tornado hitting. That's happened more than one time. But one time in particular, I just remember being comforted by the fact that God controls that storm. There are so many times emotionally when I was in what felt like the pit of darkness. And I found my hiding place in the Lord. I was just thinking this morning, as I was teaching a lesson about being thankful. I am so thankful for where God has me right now. Does that mean there are not challenges around? There are definitely challenges. Definitely challenges on the work front right now. But... I just, I'm more content than I've been in, I, I can't tell you how long. I'm trying my best to look for 
gifts to thank him for. And I want to hide in him. I guess it was about five days ago. I was sitting at my desk and, and as I was sitting there, there was something going on where I was working and, and all of a sudden I had this intense feeling of being overwhelmed. And because I had been marinating, I don't do well with the word meditate. So I mar was marinating on this concept of God being my hiding place. God reminded me of that. And I truly ran to him and hid in him. Did I physically go anywhere? No, I just did that in my mind where I chose to put my trust in him. I chose to rest in him. And my feeling of being overwhelmed flipped in the blink of an eye and a smile came to my face. I am so thankful that he is my hiding place and that I am safe in his embrace. As you are letting these words sink in, as you are letting these scriptures sink in, is there any area in your life where you need to quit running? And you need to rest in Him. The song Hiding Place is one that many people have heard. But there's another song that I just want to mention, briefly mention. Now the, now the group that did the song... Pretty much anybody who knows anything about Christian music has heard of Mercy Me. If only for the song, I can only imagine. But there is a song that I personally like even more than I can only imagine. And it's a song, if I could just sit with you a while. I was in a homeless ministry before Hurricane Katrina, which is how we divide time down here in Louisiana. And so somewhere probably about 2004. And we had one of the girls who I went to seminary with. She came that particular day to the homeless shelter and she sang. She has a beautiful voice. And she sang this song and it took my breath away. And since that time, I have sung it for uh, a funeral. And I have caught myself resting in the lyrics myself. The lyrics are very simple. But, and, and I don't even know if you can find the song on YouTube. Good luck with that. You may be able to. I was having a hard time remembering what the official title was. I finally found it because I was able to type in a few of the words. I'm just going to read just a few of these lyrics. It says, When I cannot feel, when my wounds don't heal, Lord, I humbly kneel, hidden in you. Lord, you are my life, so I don't mind to die, just as long as I am hidden in you. And the chorus just wears me out every time. Because I could just sit with you a while. You could just hold me. Nothing can touch me, though I'm wounded, though I've died. If I could just sit with you a while, I need you to hold me moment by moment till forever passes by. In what areas of your life do you need to be hidden in 
the shelter of God's presence. What is God speaking to your heart this very moment? Are you aching to feel that safety of a hiding place? And you're like, I just don't know how. I've done too much. There is no way that God would care that much about me. That's not what God's word says. God loves you. Jesus died for you. As we close out, again, I would love for you to jump into the Facebook group. The information for how to get into that is in the show notes. Or you can send me an email at encouragingothersinlovingjesus at gmail.com. And I would love for you to describe a time when you received encouragement by resting in the shelter of God's presence. That will not only encourage you by sharing, it will encourage all those who hear your story. And they are able to, as a result of your trusting and your resting in God's presence, God can continue to work in them to remind them of how faithful he is. I thank you for tuning in. I encourage you to share this with your friends, family members. Just pray and ask God, who do you want me to to share this with? Because the thing is, you may think, oh, they've got it all together. They They don't have any problems. Everything is good in their life. You may have no clue. They may, instead of hiding in the hiding place of the Lord's presence, they may be hiding from you and those around them, the pain that has them trapped. And you could be the person that God uses to help them find true safety in the shelter of God's presence. I thank you for tuning in. And I just, as we close out, want to remind you to remember that it's always a trust and obey kind of day. Mm -hmm.